0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Simply Soccer, covering the NWSL Challenge Cup. And with me, of course, is my co-host, Christian Conway.
1: My eyes are about to fall out of my skull with all the soccer I've watched, and I love it.
0: I love it, too. Yeah, and I'm your host, Michelle Hutink, and we're just glad to have soccer back. You know, all things considered, and, you know, as we await the MLS is Back tournament, it's so... I'm so proud that it's the women that kicked off soccer back in this country.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think what's also been what what you've seen, especially uh, with, the, with the first match at the very least being on uh, main CBS and the the amount of uh, TV viewership that they got, I believe, was something along the lines of 500,000 viewers were tuned into that game, which I think doubled the original record for an NWSL broadcast. Um, I mean, it, it, again, this was when we talked about going into this, you know, my concern, obviously, that it, it does feel a little hollow and uh, missing the point that we're we're playing any sport in this time of of pandemic and social people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this was, you know, NWSL knew was taking a gamble by doing this. And it looks like, for the most part, at the very least, it started to pay off in, uh, in a very beneficial way.
0: They must be super quarantined because I couldn't find a real concrete reason. And I even asked, shout out to my friend Patty. And my uh, friends Jackie and Kelly, who cover NWSL with me um, when we are in media in person, I asked them, I said, what, what must be going on? Why are we, I'm glad that, that it seems to be going as well as it, as it has. And we haven't heard any positive cases. Uh, yeah,
1: I think it's, well, I think there's a couple of, of things you could point to that determine success of why this is going so well. One, you know, it's a lot easier to do the logistics of eight teams versus, you know, in MLS's case, you know, 24, 25 teams. They're just, it's just less people to be exposed to a virus. And I, I think, you know, NWSL has taken it very seriously. They, they are very strict about the the kind of the campus in Utah. I also think it's it's a benefit of the fact that Utah has done, a, a you know, a decent job dealing with the coronavirus pandemic and also the fact that they're playing in, you know, Harriman, Utah. Now they're not playing in like a large, well-populated city. I mean, that's, I, I'm sure Harriman is a lovely place I've never been, but, you know, it's not as, you know, it's not as big as, like, an urban core area where there's a lot more interactions that allow you to, you know, come in contact with potential spreaders. So I think, I think it's just a couple of factors. And also, it's for my money, I think the NWSL players as a collective took this so incredibly seriously because of the fact that it, it, it could make or break NWSL. You know, like, if NWSL didn't come back this year, you know, there was some talk about being some serious financial issues you know, I think NWSL players also realized, you know, that they took a, a very large sense of responsibility for getting this done. That's why, you know, when you look at what happened in Orlando, the the players that were very serious, that were taking things aggressively serious that were so angry because there was a larger sense, I think, of the NWSL player pool of personal responsibility in order to get this done.
0: Yeah, I mean now that you say that too, it made me think about how I had got some messages from fans saying you know, that you have to have CBS All Access, that they think that it is hurting the chances of, you know, the women's soccer getting support. But really, with a free trial and for $6 a month, it's really not that bad. Yeah, and,
1: and it's it's been cool. I've seen a lot of uh, prominent NWSL journalists on Twitter, you know, saying, you know, drop your Venmo's and I'll, I'll pay for, you know, I'll Venmo you money so you oh, can get it. Oh
0: yeah, that was really cool. Get it.
1: Which I think is, that's it, just, you know, at the end of the day, you, we're, we're we're stewards of the league that we support. It's our job as fans to sell it to people that are, may not be aware of it, and that's you know, I mean, early MLS that was kind of our you know, <laughs> we're basically seeing what happened with MLS in like the mid 2000s with NWSL in 2020. It's you know, this is not a new experience for you know, soccer fans in this country. This is a, this is a lived experience.
0: That's true. Um, and there is Twitch, and like you said, the first and final games are, you know, are nationally broadcast. So yeah. I think, you know, even if you can't follow every single game, because let's be honest, unless you have a podcast and love soccer, yeah. <laughs> you're really not going to watch every single game. I mean, even for MLS, I don't watch every single match.
1: Um, and also, you know, I think a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, how dare CBS throw this behind a paywall you know, streaming service. And I'm like, I don't think it's necessarily CBS being disrespectful to the NWSL, I think it's just the reality of broadcast TV nowadays is that everyone is trying to build a streaming service and convince people to buy into it, you know, and NBC has Peacock now and and, and so forth. So I think it's, you know, I don't think it helps NWSL. I think there's no question about that. But, you know, sure. I, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, from a malicious point of view, it's from a, this is the reality of broadcast television in the 21st century.
0: Absolutely. And to be honest, like any other streaming service like Netflix, who doesn't split it with their friends?
1: Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs>
1: I've got. I'm using someone else's Disney Plus account for crying out loud. Like, I was
0: gonna say, well, who? Well, so am I. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so thank you guys for tuning in. And look, if you didn't get to watch the games, that's what we're here for. Exactly. You got us to fill you in. And who doesn't want to relive the Challenge Cup, except for those games that ended in draws. I.
1: There- the rain in sky blue play. Cause I think I fell asleep halfway through that game. That was
0: although rough. wait, now I'm doing a disservice to the Houston dash and, and to the Utah Royals. Cause that game was actually fire.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, I mean, just, <laughs> I
0: guess it, it was, the zero zero draws is what I was getting at guys.
1: Yeah. I mean the, the, the three, three draw was, was just an example of, of, I think two teams that it, it was not a defensive masterclass. I think we can all agree on that. And there was controversy throughout that game, especially related to, uh, the disallowed goal that Houston had due to, um, a, a very obscure letter of the law of refereeing or, um, when it comes to goalkeepers and goal kicks. Um, mm. But, you know, it, that game was just, you know, I wish that game had been on national television because, you know, it would have been a great yeah. advertisement for the league. But, you know, I think this is this what we're seeing in terms of, you know, on the same day you see a 3-3 draw that's full of attacking intent and is exciting and fun to watch. And then, you know, that night you see a nil-nil draw that, I mean, really needed some life in it. Um, I think, you know, this is the reality of when you have a, sh- a shortened preseason and, you know, th- you're experimenting in these first three games because everyone is going to be playing in the quarterfinal. Everyone is going to be there. This is a question of, you know, trying out new things, I think. And, and you know, defensively, you know, for the first three, you know, for the first half of that game, Utah looked like they were out of sync. They looked like they were, you know, not co- cohesive, but that's simply because they haven't had, you know, defenses take time to gel. I mean, I think we could all agree, you know, the Galaxy backline really didn't start gelling until about game 10 last year. Um, and even then, there was a lot of questions about that. But, you know, and also, I mean, you saw also missing Kelly O'Hara's a big loss, but still, I, I think you're just mm-hmm. seeing teams are approaching these first three games very differently. And I think that's, you know, it, it, that's going to be what we get, you know, and and I think, you know, in these first two rounds, I think we, individual performances are what you, should be watched then in this thir- in the third round when it's going the last round of games where this is the last game you play before, you know, quote unquote meaningful competition. I think that's going to be the time where you can really start taking takeaways about, okay, this team is going to play in this style. This is what they tend to do. Um but yeah, I think I think you know that that Tuesday is kind of the the microcosm of we're still theoretically in preseason.
0: Yeah. Um you know there there's something about the Utah Royals being technically the home team that you would think that they would have some kind of advantage. So when we previewed that game, you know, knowing that Houston Dash had had an overhaul to their roster, you just, we really thought that game wasn't, was going to be the dud of, yeah.
1: oh, you
0: know, we thought it was the garbage cup. But instead, uh, it, it really proved to be the most exciting match. I mean, the courage, we know. Is gonna take advantage of your exhaustion and take advantage of opportunities, and you know they're they're the team to beat this league. I really thought the Washington Spirit, because of Roosevelt, have a fighting chance um, yeah. to to yeah to take to take on the Courage for the Cup at this point. I mean, yeah. it's still early to say.
1: I think you know, for me, I think you know the the other team that's looked the best in these first you know sort of rounds outside of the Courage, who look like they've never missed a day. <laughs> um, which is, it was is it an incredible testament to the club culture that they built in in North Carolina and, and Paul Riley and his and his in his work. Um, and
0: they just have depth, like yeah, I mean, the other teams. Just like you said, right now we're looking at individual players, whereas the Courage, it's just like it's one after another on that yeah. team.
1: Yeah, I mean Zabina in that first game was mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. She was great again. Um, in the second game. But, you know, I think the, 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 the other big winner of these first rounds is, is Washington Spirit for me. I think they're playing with a certain verve and excitement that I haven't really, you know, that I, I, I think they, they lacked. And, you know, a, a large part of that is to Rose Lavelle and Rose Lavelle's ability and, and, and her vision. I think one of the things that, that struck me between, you know, watching her in 2019 the World Cup and the NWSL Challenge Cup is that she's playing with a lot more confidence. Like, it, her willingness to to, to try things is is married now with a sense that you know a, a sense of confidence and, and calmness on the ball and I think that was maybe not as pro- prevalent in her game in the World Cup now of course her first World Cup I think the occasion probably had something to do with that um, but yeah I think you know if she could continue in this vein of just being you know willing to try stuff then I think Washington's definitely going to be very dangerous for the, for North Carolina but again I, I as you said, I think it is really a question of you know who who is going to have the honor of losing to North Carolina in the final at this point. It looked from these first you know two games.
0: Yeah, um, the thing with Lavelle though, she did okay. She had early good shots in that game against the Courage, but then she sort of just I don't know faded into the rest of the. Yeah, I the think
1: above, that was
0: you know the ten. Like I, I don't think, know what. Was I really think that going was on I there. think that was
1: just the Courage ramping up the 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 machine that is that team you know like mm. I think it, you know Washington struggled to find space they struggled to find you know you know easy possession on the ball and, and 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 I think it's just that's when you play North Carolina it's just it's wave after wave after wave against them and and you know just at some point you know the dam breaks and I think that's kind of that could be the story of the second half of this game which is that you know Washington had their moments but you know it was North Carolina just constantly coming at them and 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 you know, I, I, that's the reality of playing this Courage team is that, you know, they're they are really, really good.
0: Right, and one team, you know, no team should rely on any one player, but it does stand out that you have Williams, you have Dabinia, you know, who are consistent threats. Uh, Williams has scored the goals for the most part. Um, then uh, Deborah, Christiane, Oliveira, she's the one who, who I thought it was Williams' goal, to be honest. <laughs> and then I saw, and then when you know, looking back on highlights, I'm like, oh, she scored. So you have you have multiple that's what I mean with depth. Um, not to mention, you know, you're playing in Utah, so you have altitude, you have heat, uh, you have turf, all of these factors that are coming in, um, you know, for these mix of rookies and veterans on, on the pitch.
1: And it's not just you know, the attacking thing with the Kurds that that is the most incredible thing I mean it's also defensively they're so so solid I mean Crystal Dunstovia um or is that how you pronounce her name um I, I have to get a, a ruling on that
0: um, I know we apologize for butchering any names guys <laughs> um,
1: is I mean always a, a constant you know, Rock in the back, their, their center back pairing is, is incredibly strong. I mean, you know, they're, they're good at goalkeeper. They're, they're good at every position, and they are and they have players that are good at what they do at every position. You know, there aren't a lot of players where if you look at them on that North Carolina roster, you say, oh, yeah, but they don't have this in their game. Like, they're all very complete and well-rounded players.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and one kind of disappointment for me uh, in this term has actually been the Chicago Red Stars, actually. You know, I, I think...
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, like, Julie Ertz, she got quiet on the pitch I, I haven't seen and she was the one that I was kind of looking out for
1: yeah and, and, and it's interesting because uh, their their head coach kind of read the book on the first three games that the first game was going to be just to get some players some reps the second game was going to be used to kind of give the young players a chance to you know fight for positionings in the starting 11 and then take the the average of those two games and then that'll be his roster going to the third game so you yeah. know I think that 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 game, that draw against the Thorns, is a little bit of an anomaly, just simply because of what Red Star were planning to do. Um, but you know, this third game, they're going to have to really show some something that you know, in order to kind of get some confidence back in them and, and get some confidence back in the team. I mean, they did play the Spirit in the in the first game, and then they were kind of at the receiving end of a Roosevelt masterclass in that game. But right. still, you know, it, this third game, you know, isn't easy. Because they you know they play North Carolina, so you know, they you could argue they've had the toughest uh, preparation run. You know, playing Washington then Portland, who's who's been solid, and then you know finishing trying to get any kind of momentum going into a quarterfinal. With and you play North Carolina, who's just been absolutely dominant. So uh, it's going to be you know this 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 game coming up on Sunday between the two is going to be a very interesting. Kind of you know statement on where Chicago's confidence is going into the knockout rounds.
0: Yeah, uh, Morgan Bryan was the one that finally broke through and scored for Chicago against Washington. Um, Chicago definitely needs more control. They need to keep possession to slowly, you know, move forward um, and put more pressure. You know, they looked good at the start of that game, but then by stoppage time, it was questionable player decisions.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, again, we uh, we do have to take a lot of these kind of these decisions where. We're like, why, why, why did they make that decision with a grain of salt? Considering again, you know, the, the, the prep time leading into this, and just sure kind of the context of what what this tournament is. But you know, it definitely for me, Chicago, it's going to be very difficult for Chicago to get any kind of momentum. I think going into that or after that game with North Carolina, if North Carolina continues in the form that they've they've been in, um, you know, but but again, North Carolina could rest players in Chicago. You know, maybe gets two or three goals, gets a little bit of momentum behind those legs, and it becomes the Chicago team that we we knew. Um, I mean, we knew goal scoring for Chicago was going to be difficult, but, you know, there's, ta- you know, it, it almost feels like watching Chicago, you, you watch, you know, that first game and, and it kind of felt like it's almost there. Like there's just 10% away from it being there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was one of those performances where I was like, you know, this, there's, j- I, I can't put my finger on it, but they're almost there.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, they are taking hydration breaks, whether it's hot or not. And then that ends up resulting in, I feel, like, breaking momentum. And then you have, like, these six-minute stoppage times.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and it, it is interesting to see how teams, you know, a lot of, uh, in the Premier League as well, you know, to, to compare across leagues. But in the Premier League, a lot of coaches have kind and f- like, hated the hydration break because it destroys, you know, if you're an attacking team and you put on 15, 20, 25 minutes of just pressure, all that goes out, out the window because, you know, Players can get, uh, you know, take a break, get some coaching, you know, see things from a different angle. So I think, you know, it it it, 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 it it's a friendly reminder that we're not operating in the normal circumstances that we're used to.
0: Absolutely, and um, just to touch back on the the Houston Dash and the Royals, like Daly really, she should have had, like we said, that, that goal was disallowed, but it really should have been a hat trick.
1: Yeah, she, so she,
0: in that first half especially.
1: Yeah, she she looks like she's she's come to to Utah. W- with with something to prove and i think you know this is again uh, this is maybe why houston we we may have buried the the lead a little early on houston where you know when we talked about all the all the the reorganization stuff i think we forgot to kind of take into consideration that because of all this disarray in, in reorganization players are playing for prominent positions in a in a in kind of a new look franchise like that's an important kind of motivator for a lot of players and I think you know Houston's first half performance especially you saw that which was that you know they were fired up they were motivated they were you know hitting at every you know angle I mean some of the passing that they did to set up you know Rachel Dillian on goal was absolutely fantastic um but then you know I think you saw the other side of that when Utah comes roaring back in the last minutes of this game where this is also still a very relatively inexperienced team together like they did mm-hmm. there is you know those 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 kind of interpersonal connections that make a team good aren't really there right now. And, and um, I mean, also, for Utah, I, I, I highlight Baraba Ketze. She was absolutely fantastic in that second half. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, these are two teams that, you know, I think we all had a lot of questions about going in, and I think my takeaway from that 3-3 game is I still have a lot of questions. <laughs> you know, it, it didn't really answer anything.
0: Yeah, my takeaways were, you know, that when they score they had time and space for goals and for specifically like you said vero like that was off a free kick off of set pieces those are the way that um that utah was able to score so that's what you're kind of seeing a lot of like you know again it it has to do with the the individual players taking advantage of the time and space to be able to take that when you don't when you don't have pressure on you from the other team and in from defenders and and like you said like the center backs and things um that that they have, they're able to take it. Um, the set pieces or the other, or the other uh, way that that you're able to see goals in in this game. So it's it really still to me is anybody's game.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. um You know, I think that's kind of the beauty of this this format is that it really does require you know, you go out and have one bad ninety minutes and it's you know over. And I think that kind of that's why you know the World Cup and all these tournaments that are like this kind of style are mm-hmm. so polarizing because it is you know every minute matters. Um, so it, 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 I think it has added to a little bit of I think that also that kind of concept adds added a little bit of the freneticness uh, added to the freneticness that you saw in that game between Houston and Utah, which is that you know two teams just flying at each other, you know ready to go. You know their first games back, and then also knowing that every every minute of these three ninety minutes counts for getting you in a position to be successful in the quarterfinals. So I think that probably added a lot of the chaos that we saw uh, in that game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, very exciting. Um, so not so exciting game, the Oil, Rain, and Sky Blue. Although Sky Blue, Onomanu, and Eddie, those were the ones that stood out to me for yeah. having chances.
1: Yeah, Onomanu, you know, I, I for me... I thought Onomono, Onomanu was, was good. I, I don't know if necessarily her skill set is as a pure number nine. I think she needs mm-hmm. someone to pair up top with her and, and allow her to make some runs off of um, a little bit of a stronger, more holding type of forward. But, I mean, you know, if, if she continues in the form that she is, I mean, she'll definitely be a force that, you know, teams are going to have to prepare for. I thought the reign, you know, for for what they did in the offseason, especially bringing in their head coach, former head coach at PSG, it, it, I I expected more, um, and I know there's there's injuries there, and I know you know obviously this is not normal and and whatnot, but it it just felt like there was a lot of you know a lot of good movement, a lot of good passing, and then it was just it kind of just fizzled in the final third, and I think that's going to be you know it, that's going to be a problem for them if they can't fix that because teams are going to punish them for not you know. For kind of going out with a whimper in the final third, and I think that's that's kind of my big takeaway for the rain. I think Sky, I, I think Sky Blue out of the two teams looked better, um, and I think Sky Blue's got a little bit of an easier you know run. And they play Utah t- on um, uh, tomorrow, and then they play um, the Houston Dash to close out on Wednesday. You know, I think they're going to have a little bit more time to get things right. But I, I, you know, in terms of you know, I don't think both teams look particularly great. But if I had to pick one that you know I, I felt more confident about leaving that game, I'd say Sky Blue is probably was probably the, the the, the one that I think just looked a little bit more efficient
0: from our injury list. As we look ahead here, cause Houston dash doesn't have anybody out, but they do have some questionable um, oil rain has a few out. Um, and then you have sky blue who has also a few out one questionable and the Utah Royals uh, have Kelly O'Hara and Desiree Scott out. So, you know, I think, Again, this is why the courage does so well. And also, <laughs> they, have, well they have depth.
1: <laughs> and also to go just off this injury report, I mean, with the old mm-hmm. rain, I mean, just Fishlock and Juarez out are huge mm-hmm. losses for the rain. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's those are two players that are very difficult to replace for what their skill sets are. So I think you know the rain do have their their problems that are are fixable. Um, but you know it's it's I think in, in terms of the rain, it's a, it's a I think it's a, a race to fitness for for Herta and Fishlock that. Really, will have their you know, will hinge their chances.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I really think it is just about watching and seeing exactly what what they're going to bring. It it is hard, like you said, in the first round to really be able to see. We're seeing them get back into fitness. We're seeing them get back um, even into a tournament like this. It's it's really hard to say other than the courage, like, who, who can really be strong contenders? Because I do well, still feel like it, you know, I, w- I wanted to say, like, oh, from what I saw from Houston Dash, like, that looks that looks like they're really great. Um, I was thinking Washington Spirit, not just because of Roosevelt, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and, and I think one reason why I think Carolina is a little bit more suited to this tournament than other teams is that there wasn't a lot of turnover in the offseason for Carolina. Like they, they kept a lot of an already you know, strong title winning team. And I think that, that familiarity is showing in these first two games, the way that they played, you know, then, you know, they look a degree faster than, you know, all of the other teams, you know, they, they look like they're much more confident and quicker in their passing. They look like they're a lot more confident and quicker in their movement. You know, I think that's, that comes from having you know players that you've known for one, two, three, four years. You know you, that mm-hmm. that you know that connective tissue is is strengthened and strengthened. So I think you know I think yeah, and the other team you know a lot of the other teams in this tournament are integrating a large amount of new players, and that's you know it, it, we're seeing a team that's very familiar with itself, and you're seeing a couple of teams that aren't very familiar with themselves, and that's you know it, that's kind of the reality of the situation here. And and it's a credit to North Carolina that you know and 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 the the club culture that built there that even it the the new players they've brought in and the rookies they've signed you know Mm -hmm. they've they've been able to make it look like they haven't missed a day and that's a that's i mean that's a a a credit to to everyone involved in that club over there
0: yeah you took the words right out of my mouth
1: (laughs) speaking about rookies i I do want to also just kind of Mm -hmm. a a, a more general point of this tournament that i've I've really kind of enjoyed is that there's a lot of rookies that are 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 taking their advantage, uh, you know, with the expanded rosters and, and everything like that. I mean, the one that, you know, for me sticks out is, is Bella Bixby and goal for the Portland Thorns, you know, third on the depth chart, you know, behind, um, French and, and, um, and, you know, two injuries, you know, happen and, you know, she's thrown into her first start as a professional and does, you know, I mean, her first starting a professional, and oh yeah, you're playing North Carolina, and I mean, you know, even though North Carolina wins this game two-one, I think you can argue, you know, both goals that Carolina scores, there's not much she can do about them. Um, but she, outside of that, she looked she looked very good against North Carolina. Um, she looked very good against against Chicago. I think, you know, it, it's it's cool to see you know rookies taking you know taking their their bows in this league and and doing well. I mean, it's King scoring her debut, um, you know, so it. it it's it's cool to see like a lot of the, the next generation really stepping up in in this tournament.
0: There was a point in the Red Stars Washington Spirit game, and I'm trying to remember the the goalkeeper. Now was it Bloodstone that she just like batted away the?
1: Uh, for who? Uh, for Washington? Uh, yeah. yeah. Bloodstone goal for Washington.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And she just like she just batted away a goal like right in front. She was just well, like. Ah.
1: <laughs> speaking about the goalkeepers, too, is that, you know, we, we talked about rust and, and, you know, what players were going to look like in these first games. And it, to me, the 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 group of players that have seemed to suffer the most in terms of the time off is actually the goalkeepers. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: there's been some good goalkeeper performances. But if you look at, you know, for example, Alyssa Nayer's mistake, um, the, yeah. the, all the goalkeeper the goalkeepers, it's not been a good couple of days for the goalkeepers union and NWSL. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, that's, I think, the reality of just you know having time off, and and you know, I, I think you know a goalkeeper like Nair, she's she's had those incidents before, um, but I think you know as as time goes, I think we'll definitely see you know how good these goalkeepers really are, because I mean, oddly enough, Nip yourself as a league is a lot of very good goalkeepers, so it's it's kind of it's interesting to see like a lot of these goalkeepers that we expected to be very good and and be game changers for these teams kind of start very slowly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our games tomorrow.
1: We've got Utah and Sky Blue at 9.30 in the morning, and then Houston and the rain at, uh, 7 o'clock. In, I like
0: the o'clock. consistency a Pacific time, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the consistency with, like, I know that there's a game at 9.30, and then there's another game at 7, you
1: know? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, those, I think of those two games, I think the, the early one is probably going to be the more interesting. I think, you know, with Utah, they they have a lot of upside in, I think, I think both Utah and Sky Blue have a ton of upside, and I think that's going to be a very interesting game to see, you know, how Sky Blue kind of rebounds after a, a kind of a, a middling performance earlier in the yeah. tournament, and then how Utah kind of calms things down after the 3-3 um, absolute, you know, insanity of that game. Um, and, I mean, the Houston rain game, I think that's going to be a big game for the rain because I think the rain really need to start getting going. And, and you know, I think that's... If the rain don't really kinda of get the get the gears turning against Houston, it, it they could be in a in a a pretty large amount of trouble.
0: Now just because of what I saw in the first round, I think Utah takes that. I think Houston takes that because they were the ones that had goals in their game. Yeah,
1: I, I think if Sky Blue can the problem with Sky Blue in that in that first game was that they were woefully wasteful in front of net. I think they're going to have to, you know, if they can if they can get their finishing together, then it's going to be a problem for Utah. But mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to agree that I think Utah has a little bit more in the tank for, for this game against Sky Blue. I think, you know, even though it's only been one game and I, I hate drawing broad conclusions from one game, sure. I think the, the Rain do, in some sense, feel like their back is against the wall and they're going to need a, a big performance against Houston. So I think that could also be a, a pretty heavyweight battle. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, and then the games on Sunday as well. You know, you've got North Carolina playing Chicago. That's going to be a good game. And then Portland playing the Spirit, which should also be a very good game. So it's it's going to be a good weekend of games.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I hope Roosevelt, because she is the more experienced player. She is the spark. And so, you know, when I was watching that last match with her, I was just surprised. Sometimes she would just like take take it. And I'm glad that she's willing to have a go. But at the same time, you're like, no, be more patient. Like, hold on to that, and you can totally score that.
1: Yeah, and Rose Lavelle reminds me of a lot of midfielders where they drift in and out of games. You know, where like mm-hmm. you, you'll have you know fifteen twenty minutes of just touch after touch of you know amazing intensity, and then you know kind of five or ten minutes where they're just you know they're they're a little bit more anonymous. You know, maybe you know a pass doesn't come off, and it, she does remind me of that kind of old school traditional you know number ten kind of floating mm-hmm. around the field and 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 give, being given the the. I guess the freedom of the field in order to create and find pockets of space where she thinks she can operate at her at her most efficient. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit like what in the later part of the year, GBS did with Pavone, which was let Pavone kind of wander the field and you know where he could find moments where he knew he could be at his most effective. He was allowed to take that. But I think it's what they're exactly exactly the same kind of ethos that Washington is doing with throws the which is that you know. On the team sheet, it's a four four two with her on the right side. In reality, it's Rose LaVelle kind of floating around the field for moments and pockets of space and moments of of individual mm-hmm. brilliance. And you know, I think uh, you know uh, one other thing that I think she's added to her game since two thousand nineteen is she's. I think she's a better dribbler of the ball. I think she's more willing to, to take players on one on one and beat them in space. And I think mm-hmm. you know we're definitely seeing a player that's developing right in front of our eyes. And, and I mean it's it's kind of amazing cuz you know you can tell she's she's becoming more confident in herself and her skill set and i think that's this tournament's been great for her on that front.
0: Yeah, that's why that's why i thought she would hold the ball a bit more and get it and get it up so closer to the net before taking shots.
1: Yeah, i also think we we're, we're talking about a, a sample size that includes a game against the best women's team in the world right now. Like, I think, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. drawing broad conclusions about Roosevelt's playmaking off the game where North Carolina completely almost steamrolled them. You know, it's, it's, it's not really, yeah. it's, it's not in her service. Um.
0: No, absolutely. And that's why I said, like, you can't rely on just one player. Yeah. Uh, but I, think,
1: yeah I, th- I think, you know, Washington has kind of become the quiet dark horse in this competition. Um I think, you know, what they've done in, in in the span of a year has been been nothing short of impressive. Turning around the club, um, and I think you know they're definitely a team that you know has has announced themselves as 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 contenders.
0: Now, when you're watching, do you ever feel like you're coaching? Like, no, don't go, don't take it back. No, no, go around, go have, around
1: her. Have you ever watched a game with me? <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, yes, but maybe the other listeners don't know that. Like, I yeah. do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. I've definitely been screaming at my TV tactics wise a lot over these past couple of days.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, you don't want to be too hard on them, like you said, because because they, you know, they are playing under difficult conditions and circumstances. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun. I hope I hope that y'all are able to get on that CBS All Access or find a Twitch stream, whatever you got to do, like, just just get on it. Guys,
1: guys, it's the internet. You can easily find an illegal stream.
0: Well, I wasn't trying. <laughs> Although
1: I'm theoretically about that. not supposed to advocate.
0: That, <laughs> hey, we're still unsponsored, so I think we can say whatever we want right now. <laughs> like, views are our own. They don't represent anyone that. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not
1: officially linked with the NWSL in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, no. Well, that's, you don't want to hire us.
0: <laughs> right? Like,. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me again. And thank you listeners. We, I'm really impressed by how many of you took your time to listen. Um, not to say just because it's, it's women's soccer. Um, but, but let's be honest. Like I really didn't know that, that, that we would get this much, um, support. So I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, definitely. It, it is, it is beloved and we will continue providing our, our opinions on these great teams that are playing in this tournament.
0: Yeah, we did go and kind of cram the first round. <laughs> we we did plan on on recording, uh, actually, between games um, rather than just doing one whole chunk. But but we wanted I wanted to see how how this would play out. Cover cover one round. Um, so also, we'll, we'll be coming also, back for you. Uh huh.
1: If we had to do a podcast that only covered that rain sky blue game and that thorns red stars game i would have tried to stab my eye with a spork
0: i was gonna say the the the, the games actually like i said the zero zeros like especially that oil rain game like you said there wasn't i was like oh my gosh like my notes literally have like two lines like i was like i didn't i'm what am i gonna be able to say about all this you know <laughs> Um,
1: Please, someone score.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: force or, one of these teams to play.
0: <laughs> like, do something so I can kind of know, you know, who the key players are. Like, like I said, um, you know, I just pointed out like two of them from Sky Blue because it was just like that. That was all I had. Um, yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see what this next round of great games brings us. But definitely, uh, stay tuned for more NWSL. Uh, challenge cup coverage and then we will be recording as our la galaxy have just made their way to florida orlando for the mls is back tournament so we'll be recording that separately
1: if it ever happens
0: (laughs) you know that they went (laughs) that they went already um that's why i wanted to touch on the nwsl's ability to to just be super quarantined i guess although like as i'm watching and you know these two girls are like roommates together. You're just like, why are you guys wearing masks, like while you're talking to each other? <laughs> like you guys I, are roommates.
1: Yeah, I don't know the uh, I don't know the the ins and outs of virology and preventing an, a pandemic, so I, I I can't speak to any yeah, expert yeah, knowledge of that. Yeah, we
0: can't say we don't. I don't have anything solid or concrete. We just have theories, guys. So, um, but look, I'm just glad when the players are able to stay healthy and and we're able to to have our games.
1: That's, that's all that matters right now
0: yeah all right guys we'll talk to you soon coming soon. at you yeah.